Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Riding on our shiny metal horses, singing a rider song. One of us will be forgotten. Welcome to the Shizno Season 13.5 interview with Meredith Hagen, the lead vocalist of the song Contact Redux on the Red vs. Blue Season 13 soundtrack, aka the song in the credits that made everyone cry. Here, picking the type of music they'd be are Sip. I would okay. be uh, definitely pop music, because I always listen to it. War Machine. Uh, I would definitely be like a... EDM dubstep type music because when I fall, I make a big thud wub too. So I figure <laughs> we link up pretty well. Nereal. I, I feel like I'd be pop punk because I am neither pop nor punk. I am just a weird mishmash of different things. <laughs> and Meredith Hagen. If I were a genre of music, I'd be a recessional at a place of worship because you're most likely to hear me as church is shutting down. Oh. <laughs> too soon. Damn. That was way too soon. I love it. <laughs> that was awesome. So yeah, welcome to the Shizno. I'm really excited to be here. We're, we're excited to have you. So how long uh, how long did you know how it was going to end before it ended? Uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't. Um, like, I wasn't privy to the actual plot. I... I did the song on my own, and then it got picked up, and because of the tone of the song, I made some assumptions. You know, it's not a... Yeah, and then the trailer yeah. kind yeah. of... It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, we were given some indications, like, you know, anybody who follows RVB and Halo knows the implications of rampancy, and, and then it ended up not even being that, but, like, that was a, that was a hell of a red herring. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just, you know, I did the song on my own, and then they were like, hey, we love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Miles reblogging your post about yeah, that. It was like way back when. Way back when. Uh, I thought when he did that, I, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then two days later, I got a message from Nico. Oh, and, like oh, it that's was cool. like. I had no idea. Like, I, I live a very kind of quiet life. I had no idea that these people I admire so much were talking about me. <laughs> Not a clue. Miles does tend to check on the community. That's what I've noticed. He does, and thank God for it, because it changed my life. So you recorded it on your own. Uh, I remember you posting that you made a trip down to Texas, I think? That was like way after. Um, oh, okay. We filmed the music video in Austin during RTX. Oh, wow. Like Ooh. we were we were right next to the RT studios. Like we were at their next door neighbor, uh, Soundcheck. And that's oh, what I know was, where that is. Yeah, that's where, yeah. It was, that's where we filmed the video. And uh, like that was during RTX. I oh, was, wow. 
I was walking past the JW Marriott in that black formal dress. And oh. yeah, like, like, and of course, you know, the, t the town is full up of people. No one even questioned it. But I was. Yeah, it is uh, awesome. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was walking down the street with Sarah Corian, who directed the video, and like, nobody even looked at us. And I was just like, I'm going to go film a music video for the first time in my life. So, was it worse walking down that street in the weather because it was super hot and it was black or was it actually kind of better because there was a little bit of a breeze you know what i i was so i mean it was hot and i'm from new england so when it's hot it's hot but i was so nervous that morning <laughs> i don't even remember how i was feeling we did we did drink a little bit of vodka on the set not gonna lie <laughs> i'm jealous i I tried to do a sister impression there, so you oh don't my judge. <laughs> my, I, I'm a little sick, so my throat locked up, Aww. so I couldn't do it. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was quite warm. Yeah, I, I didn't do any cosplaying this time around. It was my first RTX. Ooh. I, uh, but both of my best friends went as uh, Felix and Locus in oh. like full black costumes, and just I can't even imagine how they did not die. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to cosplay next year in armor and I'm going to regret it <laughs> yeah I, I hung out with a dude the first RTX I went to that was in like north armor and he would oh him yeah and we were just and we were walking around downtown at one point and I just looked at him and I said how are you alive right now because uh, it's like full know. plastic just like weighing down on him and I could see him like shrinking up like as he as he's walking down the street. Like the water was evaporating off of him. <laughs> Kudos to everyone who wears the full armor when they cosplay. Because I, I couldn't do that. So, have you always just... Has it always been solo musicianship for you? Like the, the piano and singing? There's yeah. Like a yeah, I've, I always was... You know, I was doing open mic nights by myself. And... Like, if you look at my page on the Trocadero site, it'll talk about all of the rejections I've had from various bands, and... Oh. <laughs> it's fine, like... I, you know, I was always comfortable with being just the girl at the piano. It's a cliche, but it always worked for me, and I never thought it would get past a hobby. It was just... Like, I... It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Like, not only was I offered my first professional job as a musician, but it was for something I feel so strongly about. And it was just, it was insane. And and in a city I love. Like, I used to live in Seattle and I'm moving back and like- Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I was, I was literally just like, you know, I always intended on moving back. And then this was, I felt like this was a sign. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank so you. So you're, you're on the Trocadero uh, website now, and I had a couple of Shizno people ask me to ask you if you were officially a Trocadero member. You, um, you know, I, I'm i not. I don't think. <laughs> okay. Why should they go like tell you? Oh, I, you are, though. Yeah, I was like, like, I wasn't sure if you, you know, knew yet. I, like, don't, I don't know for certain, but I don't want to press the issue. I'm happy with I'm happy where I am right now. Like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm content. I'll take it. That is, <laughs> that is, if that, if that's any kind of indication. Like I don't want to put pressure on anybody or any situation or any institution. I, yeah. I have no expectations. I am just thrilled and honored to be where I am already. 
And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's my stand on everything right now. Are you a fan of Trocadero's music? Like... I I, to- I totally am. Like when I went to Nico's studio, I was just I was just freaking out because just watching him play is such a privilege. You mm-hmm. wouldn't just incredible. I don't. I've never seen the band perform live except on YouTube videos, but just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I got to see them uh, the one year that uh, RTX did the concert back in 2012, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was I'm like, so upset that I missed the uh, the Jeff Williams concert, but I was talking to someone cool, and that's why I missed it. Uh, I, I, I went to have dinner with Caesar, so uh, that was fun. But what I was going to say is I got to see Nico play solo last year at RTX. Oh, that's so oh, cool. Wow. See you, so, you, like you know Miles better than I, and do you, I? You, you do. And you, you've you've had a longer conversation with him than I am, and you've seen Nico perform live, which is something I've never seen. Like, well, what, it was at the um, Sunday side quest thing, and I got to go up to Buffalo Billiards to the upper floor, and as I'm coming in, I hear Nico playing uh, the Portal theme. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Just on guitar, and he's singing, and I'm like. What? Okay. Oh, that's Nico. That's and then awesome. he switched from that to Locus's dum dum dum. Yeah. So I'm sitting there talking to Suppy and having a drink, and I just hear it come on, and I just get, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh my god. So I, I understand. And Nico is is great. He's a good guy. I, you know, he and I have become good friends, and just like it's crazy how talented he is. It's absolutely staggering, and like very creative in terms of the recording process because there was um you know the track Armonia yes that closes out the soundtrack um I don't record the the NATO phonetic alphabet letters in that song but I'm the one doing the 24110 that's me and I literally recorded it while I was at work over my phone in my car in July like I'm going to Four, one, ten, and I sent it to him because he's like, "Okay, this works." Like, just uh, it was a very guerrilla tactic recording session. <laughs> so, how long had you had you all been in contact? Uh, pardon the pun. Uh, uh, how long have you have you guys been working together? Because when uh, the the Tumblr post that you guys are talking about, I never saw it. So the first time I heard it was at the end of the episode. My initial version I recorded in the very beginning of April. I bought, I had purchased myself a keyboard, a Yamaha P35, uh, as a gift to myself with what was left of my tax rebate at the end of spring. And uh, I purchased it, I bought it. Good investment. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, Thank you, IRS. Um, I bought it on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay. I arranged and recorded my version, my initial version of Contact uh, on the 2nd of April. Okay. And literally two days later, like I was hearing from Nico. Oh, wow. wow. It was lightning fast. It was crazy. And like I had a plane ticket four days after that. Oh, It was just... Absolutely surreal. And I called my best friend, the one who got me into the show, and she went with me so that my mother wouldn't freak out that I was going to meet a strange person in a city across the country. <laughs> from the internet. <laughs> yes, from the internet, yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like like mother's it's worst nightmare. Official. Never mind that I'm almost 30 years old. Like this was my yeah. mother's worst nightmare. Um uh, yeah, like this all happened under the span of three weeks. 
like from wow. our initial like hello conversation to seeing each other face to face had a microphone in front of me like three weeks that's i guess i guess if you did it at the beginning of april they needed it done as soon as possible well the song wasn't even finished being mixed like redux was not even finished being mixed until like july oh because it was it was a massive project um we had a bodron player from boston a banjo player from Seattle. Uh, Christine Wu was on strings and she's like a virtuoso oh. cellist. And uh, I haven't met her, but I'd love to meet her because the song would not be what it is without her. And just incredible. Like the amount, like the amount of musicians in the song is staggering. And I've literally only met one other person in the song and that is Nico. <laughs> and just absolutely insane. Like it was, it was still being mixed on, I'd say, the 16th of July. Oh my goodness. Wow. And we and we figured out a title a couple days after that. Because um, if you look at the Trocadero discography, like, every time that they approach a song again, it doesn't have the same title. Yeah, it has, like, it a has, different one, like the Bloody has, Mary mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or something that kind of hints at the original title, like um, the version of con the instrumental version of Contact from season twelve is called Relay mm -hmm. yeah. because it's like all about electronics and everything. And like we were stuck on that for a while. We spent weeks discussing the title. We had all of these different ideas, and none of them really. Some of them were just awful, and some of them just never felt right. And then we were like, "What if we we?" really want to keep the name contact in there for like iTunes reasons and just so people get excited about it and we're like well what do we we don't want to say remix we don't want to do redone habit redux and then it stuck so contact redux what what if you don't mind me asking what were some of the awful ones oh god um like random electronic names like uh, <laughs> connector or uh, Cassio keyboard. Oh God, um, we for a while for a while I was stuck on the word taction, which is a, a synonym for contact, but it's not really used often in American English, mm -hmm. and it was just it, it never really stuck. And yeah, and we even thought about going something like um, ICQ, like something with like old internet terminology for old uh, old instant message systems and things like that so for a while that and then we thought about going with a french title because nico's french and it just it nothing nothing <laughs> worked say. nothing worked nothing worked and then we were just like what about contact redux and it and it stuck and it works out of curiosity uh do you have like a favorite trocadero album or are they all kind of on the same um, level let's let's get more specific let's yeah. go song my favorite song? trocadero oh. song uh you know after i after i you know I'm fully aware of like the whole discography now, but my favorite is still Half Life. Half Life, just yeah. Go All ahead. Right. What was your initial reaction when you were watching the episode, and then you just heard uh, <coughs> heard it at the end? I probably cried more than anybody else, because not only for Church and for the moment, and also also for Tucker, because Tucker is my favorite character, and I was just like, yes. But on top that because it was such a, a personally significant moment like it felt like a strange kind of 
debutancy. I mm -hmm. like I'm not I've been on I've been a citizen of the internet basically my whole life and for the first time I'm not as anonymous as I was and obviously like this is not like a like a, I'm not like a superstar now I'm not going to be like on the radio or anything but it was just it was a crazy moment like I watched a lot of the reaction videos to the finale and people are saying my name and I'm just <laughs> like that was surreal and it was wow. just like I, like I had my best friends on Skype with me and my roommate who's been a friend of mine since high school and we're all just like kind of like holding each other and going ooh this is such a big deal <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a big deal and I think I think you have every single right to be excited because you did a fantastic job my mom's really proud of me <laughs> <laughs> when working on the song how did you go about changing some of the lyrics like instead of one of us won't be forgotten to one of us will be forgotten yeah i oh noticed God. that one I, I was singing along <laughs> I was, it tripped me up <laughs> i was so afraid that you guys were gonna ask this question okay um i screwed up oh, oh no <laughs> i no 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 like this is important i feel like i feel like it was like the happiest accident in the world because it the lyric changes are so fitting for the situation they were not on purpose oh no <laughs> i i made that i made that call on my own and i wasn't corrected oh no oh because i felt like those lyrics fit more closely with kind of the somber tone of the reworking that i had done and like those lyrics were actually intact on my initial demo version. And I was like, okay, I'll toss them out there. Well, yeah, it was just crazy. And everybody, like the internet's like, oh my God, what does it mean? It means that I I screwed up and I wasn't corrected. <laughs> and it, I, you know, it worked, it worked out. It did, it did. And it's just, I, oh gosh, like, and I felt even guiltier about it after I like knew the full context of how the song was going to be used and, and I was just like oh god oh god they're all gonna hate me <laughs> well everybody loved it so I don't know about hate it was just oh it was crazy yeah that that's that's the real story of the lyric situation like I I I I screwed up and I was not corrected. Yeah, see, I thought it was intentional. Like, okay, so we kill church. Let's change that lyric very subtly. subtly. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't on purpose. I just. <sighs> <laughs> that that is pretty funny. Oops. Um, <laughs> somebody wanted to know what the recording session itself was like. It was awesome it was like it was my first professional recording session it was like the first time with a microphone with like a, a like a pop screen and mm -hmm. just like in Nico's studio he's got like a little closet basically where he does vocal recordings and it literally is a closet like there are shelves oh. and it was just it was and it's like you know you, know, you can keep your water there like he's got photographs there and it was just it was so surreal and like it's in his house oh. like his his studio's in his house and uh, like he's got cats and i'm super allergic oh no <laughs> to cats oh, so i like i was like half overdosed on zyrtec at the time 
And it was just, it was a great experience. I, I learned a hell of a lot. And he never made me feel like I was an idiot for what I didn't know. And that means more to me than almost anything. Because I'm walking into a situation that I have absolutely zero experience about. And just completely gracious and generous and uh, not at all condescending. And it was such a great, it was such a great memory Memory to is build. The key. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, it was such a positive experience from beginning to end. Okay, I have another question for you. Um, you did the RT animated adventure. Yes, I 200 did. Two hundred and two. What was that like? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay. First of all, that was so much fun because it was a complete departure from the song that we had just done, <laughs> like in terms of tone and in terms of energy, and just it was absolutely completely different. And it was the first time we attempted actual legitimate satellite recording sessions, because I don't really count the one, two, four, one, ten in my 100 degree car in July as an official recording session. Yeah. So I have a little miniature recording studio in my apartment living room. And thank goodness for my roommate, who has completely tolerated it. Like, it's completely covered up the DVD shelf oh, no. <laughs> and our pet fish like it's like it's taken <laughs> over and um like nico and david levy sent me the kind of the initial instrumental and nico sent me his own vocals which sound amazing and i'm kind of sad they weren't included because he really does sound like the male variant on what an anime would sound like <laughs> I, I hope he i hope he releases his version i know he won't but i hope he will and and I just I sat there and I was like, Kiowa, Jesus. And by the way, I'd like to clear the air. I apologize to anybody who actually knows Japanese. It is obvious that I do not. <laughs> I think that was the point, though. It yeah. is like I, the and, animated. And again, that made sense in context later, but I didn't see the episode until it was up. <laughs> like, I didn't know. I, you know, I was. I was. I went into this. I was like, okay, they want me to sing in Japanese. They want me to sing really high voiced and nasal, like. And I was like, I, I, I like. I had such trouble getting into the, the character of the song. So I finally, I like, I threw stuff across the room. I went into my bathroom and I put my hair in pigtails. And I was like, okay, this is, like, this is the only way that I can kind of channel my inner Japanese pop star. Like, pigtails. It's in pigtails. So the whole thing was recorded while I had pigtails because I think it was the only way I got through it. So I was literally like, which is gibberish. I actually found out what those sentences actually sound like in Japanese, not even remotely the same. <laughs> like, no. What, what I sing in animated adventures is absolute gibberish. But I, I think it adds to the charm of it. It was very funny. And it was stuck so, in my head for like a week. Oh, How no. did they approach you about that? Was that about the same time as uh, the contact thing? Or no. did you do the contact thing and then they were like, hey, by the way, 
Oh no, the, the, uh, the that's my uncle thing was like two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, no. So they, like, Stern recorded it in like a week. Oh my god! RTA. No, no, no! Like I didn't even know about that until a couple weeks ago. Oh right on. Right. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was a completely separate situation. Um, it was just it was, yeah, that was only a couple weeks ago. That was, I only got my microphone a couple weeks ago. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, wow. I I went home for a family reunion, and when I came back, my microphone was in like a package on my door. I That's was like, a good oh. thing to come home to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, here's a two hundred dollar microphone. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was not even two weeks ago that we were doing that. That that's oh, pretty cool. good though. That yeah, we recorded we recorded Contact Redux in late April. We recorded the music video during RTX and the That's My Uncle song. The song is actually called Flying Bird, which are not in the lyrics at all, <laughs> um, in true anime fashion. And it, yeah, that was two weeks ago. I didn't even know that I'd be able to talk about that because when you guys first came to me about doing this podcast, that had not been aired yet. So I, oh, wasn't, wow. e I wasn't even sure I was going to be allowed to talk about that. Here's, yeah. here's an idea. So, uh, Jeff Williams' daughter, Casey Williams, is the singing voice of Weiss. Yes. If you were the singing voice of a Red vs. Blue character, who would you be? I'm glad you asked Red vs. Blue, because I'm going to be completely honest. I have never seen a single episode of Ruby. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I'm so sorry. I'm total... I, I know. It's on my to-do list, but I bet she's a good singer on her own. But I'd want to be the voice of Carolina. I like. I can hear it. I I don't yeah. know I, if there was a musical episode of Red versus Blue. I totally. I already love Carolina. I she's got the red hair. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Maybe Carolina. Uh, maybe Sheila. <laughs> you, oh, that would be cute. Though. You can totally awesome. imagine Sheila singing back to Lopez, right? Please. Oh. Oh yeah, I I ship that a lot. Me too. That's like my <laughs> OTP oh, right there. Yeah. No, they need to have a little robot baby. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about my red versus blue OTP. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say um, I, I I really like Tucker and Wash. Yeah. I I if they ever do like a true red versus blue musical, I I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe Carolina, maybe CT. Oh, that would be fun. I, Singing about betraying everybody. Like, <laughs> I am still devastated over CT. Same. Yeah, like absolutely. Like she's my she's my phone wallpaper right now. No, CT. Uh, it, it, it's like a grand opera about the freelancers. CT would get a solo. Yeah, she would. <laughs> totally. She would. She'd be. She'd have like in the dark stage. She'd have that one beam of light. And she'd like musically soliloquize about her her conflicting feelings about betraying the freelancers and <laughs> Or like you'd get the thing where Tex is looking at the files and she's in the background singing about the files or something oh, like that. Oh, it would be it'd be like it'd be like a duet, like Tex oh. Tex in the modern time and like a flashback CT. Like um oh, did you see uh, Repo the Genetic Opera? I, it's on my list, okay, but there's I've seen a, a couple of clips. There's so. a sequence in Repo the Genetic Opera where um, Sarah Brightman's character is duetting with a hologram of her long-dead best friend. 
Oh, wow. And something like that could totally work for that moment with Texan CT. I think so, definitely, especially given the context. Yes. I mean, I'd love to keep doing this. I would absolutely love to keep doing this. I don't know where it is right now. I don't know where I stand right now. But if I was given a choice, I'd do it every day. What is your favorite Red vs. Blue episode? I have favorite moments in spades. Um, If I had to pick something from this season specifically, I think it would be the whole, um, that moment where they open the armory for the first time and like the chorus theme is playing. And also um, the death of Doyle just was incredible. And and, uh, Lindsay's speech. And again, I, uh, speaking of going back, I, um, Lindsay's speech is probably my favorite, favorite, favorite moment from the season. Um, And I did not realize that the music cue for that moment would be the recall to Half-Life. Yeah, apparently Miles said that Nico fought for that. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I didn't know about Mm -hmm. it until after. And like, again, Half-Life is my favorite Trocadero song. So I watched it at the same time as you at the RVB panel in Texas. And I was just like, holy shit, this is the most incredible thing. Like, I was crying. I remember, I remember, you could see it uh, for a short bit at the end of my reaction video, which I did on my phone. Yeah. Everybody stood up and cheered at the end of that. Like, yeah, it was amazing. Like, Like, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I love how we're both trying to like. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But like seeing RVB live with other fans is always just different. Well, this was the first season I ever watched like in real time. My involvement has completely tempered my experience as a fan because now I know what the process is. I know just the crazy amount of work that goes into it. And I have just a very limited view. Like I was watching the music get made and that's not even a fraction of the whole process, but that was so labor intensive for Nico and David that I can't, they so deserve the break. Yeah. That's that's all I have to say. Like, I mean, as a fan, I'm in agony, but as their friend, I'm like, go take a vacation. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't just look at it from the perspective of a fan anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, I was such a new fan when all of this began that it's, uh, I, I love the story so much, but now that I've I've watched the sausages be made, so to speak, like that's what I think about. I think more about the the actual creative process now. And so, like I am excited for seasons 14 and 15, and I'm really excited to I am really psyched about the anthology season. I oh think my yeah. I think that's <laughs> I mean, yeah, every everybody's on pins yeah, everybody's on <laughs> pins and needles to see what happens to the reds and blues, and I have no idea. I Miles just like to, said we're not going to see it. Yeah, I would just like to state from the get-go, I have no idea. Zero. I have less than a complete idea. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the anthology season. I think it's going to be a really neat kind of creative departure. It'll definitely be really cool. Like, uh, I... I I don't think they would take that kind of departure and not absolutely make sure that it was going to go off without a hitch. Yeah. The thing with anthology series is that there are some parts that can be less equal than others, but I feel like 
they're going to make sure that like this whole season stands up as like each part stands up as its own thing as best as it can. Yeah. So I have an important question for you. Yeah, shoot. And it's it's the polarizing question of the RBB fandom. Okay. Red or blue? Oh, blue. Uh-oh. Oh, that was fast. <laughs> wow. All right. No question. I, I'm sorry. It's just, it's not even a question for me. I'm total blue team. Betrayal. See, see, I cop out because I'm a purple. No, I... Oh, I, boo. You know, I was, I was on the fence for a while. I was like, I can't choose. They're all wonderful. But totally blue team. I've actually been uh, working on my own treatment of uh, Trocadero's good fight. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, and I'm, it's nowhere near anything official or done or anything. Um, but I, there's that that interlude in the hey red, you're gonna end up ahead. I kind of want to switch that so that I'm the one going hey red, you're gonna end up ahead. But I don't know. Well, that's. That's gonna be pretty interesting. We'll see. Again, nothing so is nothing is written in stone about that. That is very If that does like, happen, I will definitely be like the first <laughs> listener. Yeah, I it's it, again, that's not anything that's part of a project. That's my own personal stuff. That's my okay. own personal stuff. Like I I think the way I look at it is I I have some attention on me now. So now is when I'm really gonna have to think about something to get people to realize that it's not just like a one-time thing. I don't know. I, I want to make myself invaluable. <laughs> I don't so feel we'll like that's a bad way to look at things. Yeah. But it does sound mm -hmm. that like they've already asked you to do something else. Like, yeah. Keep working. And yeah, I, yeah. I, that's what it is. I like, I don't want to be like, I approach this very honestly from the beginning. I don't want to be a pop star. I don't, I don't need to be like a radio hit. I want to be a working musician. So give me work. Working with Trocadero <laughs> is definitely yeah. a fantastic place to start. Yeah. I gotta say. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I can't even tell you. I did want to ask, uh, as a musician, uh, where do you think most of your influence lies? Like, uh, what did you oh. listen to growing up? Oh my God. Um, oh God. This is a good question. I... My biggest musical influence, bar none, is a woman named Vienna Tang. She is a pianist and a vocalist, and she's just staggeringly talented. I've seen her in concert several times, and it's like attending a master class. She's a far more amazing piano player than I could ever be. Um, I've always, since I, you know, you know, you like what you like, I like the whole girl at the piano concept. I used to listen to a musician named Holly Brook, who has recently transitioned. She's changed her name and now she writes music for Eminem, so I'm a little oh, yeah. about it now. Um, I really, But Vienna Tang is a huge influence in my life. I really love 80s new wave music. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I do. I, I love uh, The Cure and Duran Duran and that whole thing. And I recently rediscovered my love for Susie and the Banshees. That's a good band. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So those are like big ones in my life. Um, all through high school, I really loved like electronica, uh, like Delirium and Conjure One and that sort of kind of like a soft electronic driven music. 
Yeah, kind of like a like Tycho sort of just like very yeah. relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was what I listened to in high school. Um yeah, that's kind of where I stand. Uh Yeah. <laughs> Obviously I listen lately to a lot of Trocadero. <laughs> I imagine. As we yeah. all do. Like it's it's like fifty percent of what's on my phone right now, which is I, very <laughs> okay. I I have no uh man. Last year Nico said that at, at a panel that he was going to redo the quality on colors, and I thought it meant he was going to redo the song. I got so excited, and then he, and then I asked him about it, like, hey, what's up with that? And he was like, yeah, that's that's not a thing. Sorry, dude. But now, if you're do- redoing a bunch of them, well, I like, again, I I can't speak for anybody but not myself. Not for Nico, I, no. But yeah. it, it's like if you're doing Good Fight, I was yeah. like, Good Fight is a really good song to redo, is what I meant to say. Yeah, like, totally. I was I was trying to lead it back to that. I, I, I just I love like, the musicality in that song. That like the the guitar riff is like I love that they uh, so great. placement of it in RVB as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, that used to be in Blood Culture. It used to come up a lot. Yeah. It would. I'd. I'd love to hear a rehashing of that song, even if I'm not involved. I'm really surprised that it didn't have a bigger part in season 13 soundtrack because of that original poster that they posted. Yeah, but I think that. I mean, it, uh, no one, at least from what I understand, no one's a bigger Trocadero fan than Miles. So, I would <laughs> Isn't not. Is he taking singing lessons now? He, like... No, he's taking piano lessons. And here's the thing: apparently, Miles has perfect pitch. Yeah, that's like, perfect. Oh yeah, I remember Nico so, was all yeah, about that. Yeah. Last RTX, but the one before that, he Again, had like a live demonstration where he yeah. proved Miles has perfect yeah. pitch. He did that. He did that at this year's music panel. And again, I, I'll put that. I'll put the stream of it up on my Tumblr page, <laughs> so that you can watch this because the whole thing was so much fun. I'm so privileged to have been part of it because I would be obsessed with this song if I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I probably no shame in saying that I have a Spotify playlist that's like five Trocadero songs, and including this one that I listen to at work on loop. Probably no shame. So awesome. <laughs> I, I have a whole playlist that's just Trocadero and Jim Yeah, Williams I've had yeah. the ser- season thirteen soundtrack probably on repeat for the last. Few oh my months. god, it's so. it is so incredible. It is so incredible. Like, this is what we fight for, and. Like that's my favorite because it is the Half Life. Uh huh. It's the Half Life Rita. Yeah. So to and speak. and uh, recruitment is just incredible. Oh oh the um let me pull up. It was it Spotify was the reveal of the shark that, face. Yeah. I feel like I should actually like say this. It was the end of the recruitment suite where it was da 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 da. Like that was stuck in my head. And that's why I sat down at my new keyboard and sussed out my arrangement. Oh. Because I could not get those four notes out of my head. So I was like, I sat at my piano and I was like, and I was like, okay, it could be a waltz. That's interesting. And then it turned into what it is now. Avalanche was also amazing. I love the drum beats that they had this season. They had some drums in the background. Especially when Felix is about to go off, you get dumb. Dumb. The drums, dumb, that is all levy. Like, he's a percussive genius. Oh, like, speaking just of... Just incredible. Um, yeah. I guess 
uh, mixing in previous songs to different tunes and whatever. Um, I, I love the, I the prelude to victory and prelude for losers. Yes, uh, and the mix it the like the the very subtle mixes of the Blood Gulch Blues. The Blood Gulch, those. yeah, that was incredible. I loved it. It was like yeah. this that it, it was perfect. But yeah, but yeah, the incredible. drums in Hostile Merger in uh, uh, Fatum Istum Sultorum. Sultorum, yeah. It, it's the same drum beat as it was in Hostile Merger. Where when Felix is about to go off on someone, it goes, it, like the slow, yeah. and then it just goes dum 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 yeah. dum dum da 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 Yeah, Sorry. those. <laughs> no, 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 don't, no, don't apologize. Those, just the work that Nico and David did is just incredible. And I still, I listen to the soundtrack constantly on repeat. I skip my song because I, I always get slightly uncomfortable. Comparatively, I did very little of the work on that song. Okay. Like the parts of that song that impress me the most are Nico's harmonies and Christine Wu's strings and that incredible banjo. Like I think about it as something that a, a building that I helped build, but like I can still walk into the building and be like, damn guys, good job. Thanks go out to Nereal, War Machine, and Sip. And a very special thank you to Meredith Hagen for coming to talk to us. It was really lovely to have you on. Check out more of Meredith's stuff on her Tumblr at cassiomancer.tumblr.com. This episode of The Shizno was produced by Nereal, Rain Zero, and Daft Prodigy. Follow The Shizno on Tumblr at shizno.tumblr.com for information on our other between-season projects. The Shizno. We're really good at holding our breath in the dark. Like, I just imagine the director with long, <laughs> like, long noodle arms. I mean, he already has crazy long noodle arms, but, like, for real. And his legs always slightly too wide apart. So apparently this is a thing that I have to do. Would you rather fight a horse-sized spider or a thousand spider-sized well, horses? Well, I'm, I'm fresh out of elven blades, so I think... I'd rather fight the thousand <laughs> spider-sized horses, but horses are, um, you know, vegetarians, and uh, <laughs> I, I think I could take them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Somebody asked me to ask, so I was like, you know what? We'll put that in there. I don't like ice cream. So, like, maybe you should cut that out. It makes me sound horrible. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.